This is the Bible study program, Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. Today, we will be listening to the second part of a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority, focusing on the instructions by the Apostle Paul for the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the assembly of the church. Pastor Greg is completing 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and when we left off, he had read verses 29 and 30. Paul's direction limiting prophecy to two or three prophets and requiring the prophet to stop and keep silent if another has a revelation. Here is Pastor Greg. Paul is giving these rules here to allow order because if all of a sudden someone pops up and the other one keeps speaking, you know, gee, I'm not done yet, and another one pops up, you'll have total chaos. So when the second person rises, let the, what does he say here? He says, let the first keep silent. And then he says, verse 31, for you can all prophesy one by one, one by one, again in order, like the tongues, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. One by one, in order. Why? that all may learn. You cannot learn in a chaotic environment. That all may be encouraged. To learn to be encouraged is the point of prophecy, not self-attention breeding chaos. And that's what he's dealing with in this church. And here's really the key scripture to understanding a lot of this. And we've been working towards it in verse 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. The NIV will say the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. That word there, subject to the prophets. Hupatasso, hupatasso. It means to subordinate, to obey, to subject to. It's a military term. A military term meaning to rank under, to put in subjection, to subject, to put under obedience, to rank under. So the spirit of the prophet is under the control. It's a military term meaning you have say over your spirit. You rank over it. You can control it. We have spirit, soul, and body. And our spirits respond to the presence of God. As the Spirit of God falls on the assembly, your spirit is quickened. Your gift rises up. We, we studied that last time, right? But, but, this is not a trance state where you're out of control. You're out of consciousness. You don't know what you're doing you're just out of control. The Spirit of God takes you over, and you just can't stop. It's not like that. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. We've seen a number of films, a number of films of very demonic religions throughout the world, and they get um, frenzied up 
You know, they're like the false prophets of Baal in 1 Kings chapter 18. Um, they're, pro they're cutting themselves, they're prophesying day and night, the ones that Elijah confronts on Mount Carmel. And they're possessed, and they're chanting, and they're dancing, and they're in these trance states, and they're foaming, and there's some of them are prophesying, and they're out of control. And they go on like that for hours and hours. Uh, and because of some immature believers in Pentecostal churches, those in the other part of the church that deny the gifts of the Spirit for today, the error of denying the gifts of the Spirit for today, will point to those false religions, and they're in danger when they make the equation between those false religions and Pentecostal Christians. Totally different thing. It's a dangerous thing because they're actually leaning towards talking against the Holy Spirit himself. But you see how they get to that point because you have out-of-control demonic activities in these false religions, and if you have immature believers like the Church of Corinth, they may initially start to look the same. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The whole point of the New Covenant is to build a kingdom of saints by their free will. We've been talking about that in the Bible 101, right? We choose free will submission unto God, making self-controlled, powerful disciples who begin to look like the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit doesn't turn us into some crazed, driven creature that has no control over himself or herself. For that matter, self-control is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. In Acts chapter 24, it says in verse 24, After some days when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now as he, Paul, reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. He got afraid. It was too much. He can feel there's something serious going on here. Paul's reasoning dealt with righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Self-control really is our response to God's desire for us to be righteous. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, Peter says in verse 5, but also for this reason, giving all diligence, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, and then in verse 6, to knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance, and he goes on to perseverance, godliness. To knowledge, you know, now do. Do it in a controlled way, in a self-controlled way. We are called to be powerful disciples, self-controlled in the Holy Spirit. God gives us, God bestows upon us many powers and abilities. Everyone is given natural abilities, natural powers, natural 
talents. And here we're speaking about supernatural abilities that God gives. And any time you receive an ability, it can be subject to abuse. The right use of these powers demands the controlling power of the will under the operation of the Spirit of God. Let me say that again. The controlling power of the will under the operation of the Spirit of God is required so that the ability given you is not abused, but is used correctly. We submit our will to God's will. We submit our spirit to God's Holy Spirit. And in doing so, we don't lose control of ourselves. Rather, we find holy control, holy, H-O-L-Y, control, in the manner of Christ Jesus. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. You have control over your own spirit, what you speak and what you don't speak, even under the anointing. And if someone stands up with a revelation as you prophesy, you can shut up, be silent, and sit down. There's no such thing of saying, well, I just couldn't stop. Paul doesn't allow for that here. You have control. The spirit of the prophets are subject, military term, to the prophets. And really, this is a key to all the gifts and ministries to their effective use in the assembly. Also, I think it's important, as with tongues, to seek the Lord for wisdom to know when the prophecy that you get, the, the gift that you have, if you have that gift, is an individual personal strengthening. The Lord could be giving you a word during the service for yourself, and when it is in the office of the prophet that you are now being called to stand up and share it with the church for ministry. And it requires, again, maturity. Verse 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. For God is not the author of confusion. God is not the God of confusion. Some of your translations will say disorder. Ak at astasia is the Greek word. It means instability, a state of disorder, disturbance, confusion, commotion, tumult. God is not the God of tumult, of disturbance, confusion, disorder. God is the God of order, not disorder of peace, but of peace, right? Of peace and wisdom, not confusion. We need stability in our churches. We need stability in our homes. We need stability in our lives. Even in the middle of the storm, even when we're called to walk on water, like that sermon I delivered several months back, there still should be that bubble of peace, of calm with Messiah. And that peace and calm with Messiah needs to be in our private lives, in our homes, and in our churches. Because in that type of stability, then you can grow. It's very hard to grow, to have things happen, to have things built when you have constant disorder and constant chaos. James writes in James chapter 3 and verse uh, 16, For where envy and self-seeking exist. Envy and self-seeking. Are those two phrases that describe what we read early on in the church at Corinth? 
right? Envy, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, right? Self-seeking, all those middle chapters in 1 Corinthians. Where, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. James 3, 16. And the word for confusion, akastasia, the same word, confusion. And that's what's going on in Corinth. And if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, they're still doing it. In verse 19, again, do you think that we excuse ourselves to you, Paul writes? We speak before God and Christ, but we do all things, beloved, for your edification. He, you know, it's like a, he's got to repeat the word over and over for them to get it, the purpose of it. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish, and I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be, or I fear there may be, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, akatatasia, the same word, confusion. We are live streaming the Sunday morning message at 10.30 a.m. on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. And we leave the messages up on the channel for a library that can be accessed 24-7. You can search YouTube to get to the channel or use the link we have placed on the www.shiarjeshub.org website.